Welcome to Line in the Sand by the Wilderness Committee. I'm climate campaigner Peter McCartney. Our show will bring you stories of the people standing up to one of the world's most powerful industries, big oil. From the frigid waters of the Salish Sea to mountain passes in Sequetmakuluk, we'll meet the folks determined to protect their home and stop the Kinder Morgan pipeline. Today, we're talking to three activists who are out on the water this weekend training to do just that. Waves heave us up and down as we grip each other's kayaks tight to hold the raft together. Motorboats acting as law enforcement circle around us trying to hook and detain our friends. But amidst the chaos, our message stays clear. Stop Kinder Morgan. We're near Lopez Island in the San Juans, just 15 kilometers from Victoria. It's the final day of a weekend action camp to train folks to take action on the water. And it's planned just days before Kinder Morgan intends to start construction on its ill-conceived pipeline. Kaya George is a young Tsleil-Waututh woman whose territory covers the Burrard Inlet where the pipeline ends. 35 oil tankers a month would bring tar sands oil through those waters for export overseas. Something uh, my dad told me recently was when you're around nature and when you're like in these forests and in these waters, you're more likely to care for them and you're more likely to have that relationship with them. So I think it's beautiful to be on the water while you're protecting it. And I, that's what kind of brought me out here. When Kaya introduced herself to the crowd, she told the story of her oldest ancestor. Our oldest ancestor, uh, he was lonely. He seen uh, all the birds had mates together and a lot of the animals and they, they had partners in this life. And he, he asked creator why, like, why can't I have somebody? And it was, he was laying on the beach one day and it was very sunny that day. So he dove into the, into the inlet and something inside him told him to grab two handfuls of the inlet itself, the essence, the sediment at the bottom. And he came to shore and he put it on the shore and he, he went to sleep. And when he woke up, it was a beautiful woman. And that was his partner for his life. And that's our great-grandmother. Great-great-grandmother comes from the inlet, is the inlet itself. So I have people coming to me and telling me like, that they see the beauty and they see how sacred it is and they feel how sacred that water is. And that really, like... But it's cool, because <laughs> I'm like, you understand now. You see, you see that this wa- this means a lot to everybody. It should mean a lot to everybody. Mara Jade Summers is a member of the Mosquito Fleet who helped organize the action camp. They formed out of the Shell No protest that blocked an Arctic drilling rig from leaving port in Seattle. I've been involved for two years, and that's pretty much been how long it's been around. And since then, we, you know, stopped Arctic drilling the rest of the folks in the Pacific Northwest. That happened on our clock, which was, I, I still kind of don't believe it, but it did. And that was really special for all of us. Aside from all the tactical stuff that went on this weekend, which of course was fantastic, I think more than anything this weekend, what we did was build stronger bonds and relationships with each other. Sunday's mock action was the culmination of two days of on-water trainings. Activists learned basic kayak skills, safety and rescue, and of course, banner raises. I've been a part of, participated in a lot of action camps and helped organize quite a few of them. And this was by far the most well-put-together, exciting, fun, adrenaline-packed, and safe, huge, safe, mock action that I've probably ever been a part of. That's like a super high bar, but 
Yeah, today was super dreamy. We got everybody out on the water. And even though some of these folks um, were definitely, and myself included, learning some skills this weekend that were new or foreign to us, everybody was super on point today. And I was just so blown away and impressed and my heart almost kind of exploded in my chest. We've seen photos and stories of the weekend make a splash in the business press. They clearly had a hope with this message. Scare the pants off of them. You know, we planned this camp right before they were supposed to break ground in September um, in order to escalate things and to put people together in the same space, build skills, and then put it out there to the world and put it out there to Kinder Morgan that we are not messing around. We are serious. They will not build this pipeline. Activists from north of the border are keen to take to the water again. Tegan Hansen-Hodeman is a co-founder of the Seawolves. The Vancouver group was founded last year shortly after Break Free, a blockade of the Kinder Morgan Terminal on land and water. Those, uh, those oil tankers are pretty terrifying. Even when anchored, you know, we've never approached one that's under its own power, only when they're at anchor um, to prevent one from being uh, moved into the terminal. And even then, you know, it is intimidating, but also at the same time, incredibly empowering to look up at something from this small kayak in the middle of the inlet and, and know that you're preventing it from, from going into port. And we had all of this experience and training and energy, and we were really ready to see what it was that was happening at this terminal. So we decided to, you know, go out crack a dawn before the sun was up and before this uh, tanker was going to draw up its anchor and get out there and get between it and the terminal so that it wouldn't be able to move. Uh, And it was great. It went really smoothly. We didn't, uh, you know, we didn't put anyone at risk. We didn't get in the way uh, of its its engine or anything like that, of its back end. And we steered pretty clear of the tugboats as well. And when the Port Authority came and asked us to leave, we did. We were just kind of out there to test the waters, seeing what it was like for the future, and, and we felt great about it. It was really empowering. Aspiring Seawolves can find the group on Facebook and Twitter. We need support. We need more people out there on the water with us, more people who are willing to get in their kayak or canoe or tell us that they need us to rent one for them and get paddling with us. Um, we definitely need people to join this fight in any way they can. On Saturday night, Kaya spoke on a panel hosted by the Indigenous People's Power Project. One key question, what does winning look like? To me, winning looks like having my grandchildren, even my great-grandchildren, being able to enjoy these lands and these waters and not being sick, not getting sick from breathing in the air, bathing in the waters. Like 10 years, 20 years from now, people are going to look back and say, like, what, what did you do? Like, and I'm not going to be one of those people that said, like, nothing. I'm, at least I can say I, I, I did something. And I tried. Thanks for joining us for the first episode of Line in the Sand. Over the coming months, we'll bring you more stories from the front lines of the fight against Kinder Morgan's pipeline. Tune in next time as we talk to the Sequetmik woman building tiny homes to stand in its path. I'm Peter McCartney from the Wilderness Committee, and until then, keep up the fight.